Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, my dearest Megan. Hello, hello. Welcome to October, my friend. October, we are now, we're officially in those fall energies. We're in in the fall. And of course, October, we're in Libra season. So this is a lot of Libra energy this month that we're going to be talking about. And as we unpack the month, I think we should start with a little bit of a reminder here that we are still in that Mercury retrograde, the Mercury retrograde in Libra. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this last month, but it didn't start until the end of September, like around the 27th. But that Mercury retrograde in Libra will be continuing on until the 18th. We'll talk a little bit more about it going direct. So this is still a time where we're in, um, we're looking at those Libra, kind of uh, themes. Um, And we're looking at them from different angles. So we're still like gaining understanding about our relationships, um, what we find appealing, even things like social justice, social, social justice, all those Libra things. So let's just start and talk a little bit about that Mercury retrograde in Libra. Yeah, I mean, so as as if people will see, so this is such the theme is so much Libra, right? Just to emphasize too that while we have this Mercury retrograde in Libra, that also is instilling that Mercury is spending an exorbitant, that's not the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway, (laughs) exorbitant amount of time in Libra. Usually Mercury is in a sign for about three weeks and it spends, I think, about nine weeks in Libra, having entered it at the very end of August and not leaving till November 5th, I believe. So it's really about our minds and our understanding focused on what is balance, what is harmony, what is justice, you know, that notion of what needs to be recalibrated and how do we recalibrate things. So just that big background note of like, you know, this is the school project, you know, this is what we're (laughs) focused the cosmic curriculum for like this time. And so then when it's retrograde, it's, it's retreat, it's traversing, it's landscape that has already gone over, as should we, and going back over ideas and conversations and messages to look for skip steps to see from with different perspective how we may fortify those things, right? And and get a deep level of understanding. Yeah. Don't remember as we say, don't be scared of the retrograde. Yeah, that's something you and I talk a lot about is, you know, the retrogrades, is, it's it's a perfectly natural thing. You know, it happens all the time. And and as we've talked about before, you know, I love that you're using the, uh, the word recalibrate. I think that's so good, especially for a Libra, which is all about adjusting and finding that middle ground and rebalancing. So, okay, so just just note to self, we, we start off the month with that Mercury retrograde. And I think, you know, actually, we could to have a subtitle for this month, So Divine, 
all about Libra <laughs> because there is no more saying. It's just there's so much going on. So I'm just going to jump right into the Libra new moon that is happening on October 6th. And guess what? It's not just a Libra full moon. Libra is also conjunct Mars that day. And let me add something else on before we start to unpack that. Also, Pluto is stationing direct that day. So it's stationing to go forward. So that combination, this Libra new moon, like new moons are always like a little bit forward moving and opening. And then you bring Mars in. Mars is all about movement and get things done. But then there's Pluto in there too. So the word that I I think we wrote down when we talked about it, we used the word well, like I'll actually say what you wrote, possibly an explosive day. <laughs> to quote Stephanie Gailey on that. Um, so I'm joking when I say this, but let me come back out from under the table because this day feels wow, yeah. no, and really not it's not about being scared or anything like that. It's not, it's just a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, here we yeah. have the background of, and again, Days before and days after a planet appears to shift directions, its energy is really large. Mm. It's like in our conscious or in our subconscious. So here's Pluto forming this backdrop. We're all paying attention to, you know, by might or by right, by will or by having to, issues related to um, power and control and things emerging from being hidden, you know, secret and and excuse my language, but like shit getting stirred, right? Pluto's very much about like the shit and also that underground or unconscious stuff being stirred. And so it can be a time of, here's one of our favorite words, like where things feel really intense. And I think it behooves all of us instead of, I'm not going to look at the shit getting stirred, which, but in terms of really more like well, so I like flub that sentence. Okay, let me see if I can get that sentence. I'm ready in the Mercury, Mercury retrograde. You get a do-over on that <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, let me get back to my thought. Is this is the invitation, or part of the invitation, as we'll see, to say, okay, let me be really honest. Like, what am I seeing? What am I feeling? What am I hearing? You know, what's really going on here? And that can even be in terms of the, you know, I'm having more of a deep reaction to something, you know, or I may be tapping into themes of like beginnings and endings, which is very Pluto. But again, of having that channel to both look at and to express the depths of the experiences that we have. And that's that's like the background note. And so that, and then I'm going to pass it over to you, like layer or say more about that and or layer on the Libra new moon with Mars right there as well. Yeah, you know, I you know, I think a new moon and Mars, you know, g- kind of go together. I mean, you know, that new moon, new beginnings, fresh starts, new openings and Mars is all about moving things forward and getting it done. The thing about Mars is Mars is also the warrior planet and Mars loves a good fight and if you're, you know, so here's all this kind of amped up 
activative energy of go dog go, you know, especially with Mars in there. And I think that we've got to be careful about, here's a Libra theme, not going to extremes. And so really looking at, yeah, I mean, this is maybe a great time to be open and start to move things forward, but to be conscious of, you know, finding your own pace and not getting ahead of yourself and looking at, am I being too amped up? Am I being too aggressive about this? And then of course, we've got the Pluto shadow in here that is just really reminding us to be very conscious that as Pluto is going direct, again, another direct forward moving planetary activity, that that shadow, that deeper stuff, as you were talking about, is going to be likely to be more on the surface. So I think the whole combination, and this is why we're using the word explosive, it's a little bit like gasoline on fire or match on the gasoline, something like that. Like It's just a lot could be triggered. So this is a time to be really super conscious and aware and be working those Libra themes a little bit. Like, how can I do this maybe in a balanced way? Yeah. You know, a word is coming to me, which is like hardly ever a word that I use, but it feels very Libra, <laughs> which is like finesse. Like, I'm impressed. I like pulled that one out. (laughs) I like that. That's very Librian. Very Librian, right? Because, and I think that that finesse is going to come from awareness. You know, what's getting stirred in me? What do I want to activate? What's getting activated in me? But then instead of just unconsciously moving from that, is to aim and to realize and to start to see how one can translate that into action with finesse. And I think it's really important though, when you you mentioned pace, because one, all that Pluto, especially that Mars could just be like out of the gate running, right? And that could be really explosive, but also we do have Mercury retrograde. It's not necessarily time to like Okay, here's exactly, I exactly know what I want to say. Like, you know, you might like sort of get the wind in your face with that, right? So you, I think you, it's not that you can't move forward because there's so much thrust, but to do it in a very, in a way with a lot of finesse as much as possible. I love the word thrust as almost as much as I love the word finesse. We've got a finesse thrust here. It's just, I don't know, it sounds a little sexy to me, but I love that. And, you know, at the same time, I, I like that you're bringing in the Mercury retrograde, how it could be maybe, you know, a helpmate perhaps in all of this, if we're mindful about, you know, just kind of slowing, slowing things down. Now, of course, anytime we're talking about a planetary event, we're not just talking about the day of things always have, you know, resonance a few days before a few days after. So I'm just going to kind of jump ahead a day or two, because right after that, we have sun joining Mars. So now the sun comes into play. And of course, the sun's the big old fireball. And then you've got Mars. Did I mention gasoline on fire or something like that? (laughs) Again, this is this very kind of in your face, explosive, big energy. Right. And yet it's done in a Libran way, right? right? And so right. that's the thing nice, too. Maybe it's done in a nice kind of like, <laughs> like, you know, I hope you're okay with this, but. And, like, and a fancy pack of, mag- 
a beautiful pack of matches, right? Like with a velvet cover. Um, Right. But, and maybe that's a thing for us to look at too, all of us is in those Libran realms, right? Like in our relationships, you know, what might be coming up in our relationships? And even if there's conflict, or even if there's issues that like, we realize that do not feel calibrated and even and, and balanced and harmonious for us, how can we move forward to find that balance in a um, less explosive, less thrusty kind of way. Yeah, less thrusty. Right. So, so again, it, it just feels like a build to me. You know, we have like, you know, the, the new moon and Mars and Pluto, and then the sun joins in. And then just to continue on the fun, then the next day on October the 9th, we have the sun-mercury conjunction in Libra, and we have the mercury-Mars conjunction in Libra, hence are so all about Libra. So again, this is building and building. And then you bring in that Mercury-Mars conjunction, which to me, I mean, when I think about Mercury, and we've already kind of talked about this a little bit about being so mindful about your words, yeah. you know, realizing that words hold so much power and you bring in Mars there and just knowing that maybe your words, you know, your communication can have more impact or people might be experiencing it with a little bit more impact. The thing to remember about Libra, of course, is it's very relational. Libra is a sign of relationship. So it's not just about you. It's also about you and your impact towards other. And maybe kind of thinking about that in terms of that balance point of the other person. Yeah, so smart, so good. You know, and I think oftentimes too with that Mercury when it comes with Mars is that like words can be like a sword, right? But so we think about that, how they can be like, you might just explode with your words and you're like, oh, I wish that really didn't come out of my mouth. But we can look at it this other direction, which is also like your understanding or your communications might be able to like slice through on clarity, right? Or or slice through if this thinking about the Pluto station, like slice through the shit so that there is more, um, you know, understanding and like calling it like in a very lovely way, but calling a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, it's just like, what's so great about, you know, astrology and kind of knowing what's going on. If you, if we can be conscious of this, I think there's a lot to work with. I think that we could really, you know, look at different ways of, you know, getting more clarity and as we act about doing it in a more balanced way. And, but I do think with all this momentum, remember Mars has got a lot of momentum is to get things moving forward. For sure. You know, and I, as I'm saying this, my mind is already like jumping ahead to the next day because I'm move forward, get things done. And yet then... The next day, we have um, Saturn stationing direct, right? So here we go. We're like, okay, movement, Mars, activate, get to the bottom of things, and then whoo-hoo, slow down there, Sparky. Here comes Saturn, and Saturn is stationing to go direct. And so Saturn is just very much about be mindful. It puts the brakes on. It asks the big questions like, you know, can you commit? Is this got legs? Is this going to have longevity? So all of this really big momentum. And then I want to, how do I make a braking noise? The brake goes on with Saturn going direct right in kind of in this week. 
Yeah, in the mix of it, right? I mean, if, yeah. you start, if you put the numbers down, the sixth, the eighth, the ninth, the tenth, it's like all right there. Yeah, and it does like it does also again behoove that you know, yes, be in movement, like consider your pursuits, like own your will, own your desires, but do it with you know, be nimble about it, do it with finesse, do it with awareness, because if you're just like acting slash reacting. And there's an impulse is good, but too impulsive because it's too reactionary. And then comes the Saturn station that says, wait a minute, like, did you forget to cross all your T's and dot all your I's? Like, it's going to make us aware of that. So I think that that's something to um, really look for. I think the way that these can work together is, okay, like, what is it that I understand in terms of like, what galvanizes me? Okay, this is what galvanizes me. Okay, how do I then very thoughtfully and slowly bring this into form, right? That's, yes. That Saturn can help with that. And also just to mention again, it's not, Saturn's going direct. Like there's a lot, of, <laughs> that's the thing when you be, start the month and you end the month, like when we start the month, we have um, Saturn retrograde and Jupiter retrograde and Mercury retrograde and Pluto retrograde. And we end the month and all those four are direct. There's a lot of forward moving, forward movement that begins this month. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the Saturn piece too, it, you know, when I think about Saturn, I always think about empowerment and, you know, taking your authority around things. And so I think sometimes when there's a lot of stuff going on and we're overwhelmed, which I think we could very well be about this time of the month uh, with everything happening is to go, not to go into like any kind of victim energy, not go into any kind of like, why is this happening? Go, wait a minute, let me step back and really take responsibility for what's happening and really take my power, you know, Pluto, all about the power, you know what I mean? Really take my power in the sense of being very mindful about my actions. And I think that's a good way to kind of bring that Saturn into the mix. I also, you know, you're bringing up something really super important this month, which is this big shift from retrograde to direct. Like you're saying, there's four freaking planets here that are going from the retrograde to direct, which, you know, is great. But at the same time, we've got to really be mindful about our movement and Okay, so speaking of planets, oh wait, wait. Well, I just want to say one, one one thing because you said something in it, and it made me think of something, which is, you know, maybe it's also about that, like like you said, the mindful of the movement, and then you own it. Like I think yeah. that's the thing with Saturn, strong Saturn is like I'm going to take ownership of it. Like I'm going to own it. I'm going to own my feelings. I'm going to be responsible for my actions. I'm yeah. going to take claim to my desires. I'm going to own it. You know, the good and the bad, the, the, you know, the beautiful things I did and the like, the, the pile of stuff, I'm going to say shit again, the pile of shit that I created, right? I'm going to own it. And so maybe that's another way to work that energy. Yeah, I like that. I think standing, stand in it, yeah. stand, you know, Saturn just, you know, is so strong in that way. Um, good, good. Okay. So I, and I think this is maybe more of a footnote for the month, but since we're talking about planets going direct, um, so on October 18th, Mercury in Libra stations direct, uh, that retrogrades over. And then we also have Jupiter on the same day stationing direct. And, 
again, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, Mercury just brings up so much information and what we're thinking and communication. Then we have Jupiter going direct, which amplifies everything. So what's the danger here? Information overload. For sure. Like, and the exact, I mean, and then we'll say the good things, but like, let's start with the danger, right? The I feel like, cause we started with Pluto, right? It does also have that like yes. mm, the base note of everything. Yeah. Yes. And I think also exaggeration, right? Like yes. overload and exaggeration, like oh, all this information's coming in and like, you know, whether you're exaggerating a feeling or you're exaggerating the import of one fact, like be really careful about that. Yeah. Again, because Jupiter's ability to make everything large, more expansive, you know, and, and sometimes just sort of, you know, uh, exaggerate, if you will, because there's so much growth. On the other side of that, right, like Jupiter, strong Jupiter gives us the whole sense of like, <gasps> possibility and like, oh, look at all those glasses half full, lean it full, you know, and then we might be able to see that maybe that's how we, you know, the, what what's gets delivered to us around this time, like, it gives us a glimmer of like, how can I shift my my perspective so that I can see maybe this is not all back to the Pluto word shit, but like there's something in here that I can learn from yeah, that I can then like move from something more that I want to then explore. So it can also have that energy and then they're both moving forward. So I do feel right. Like we've talked about this around this time and then it gets to the full moon two days later. Like there's a lot of illumination and there's a lot of like, okay, let's go. Like, yeah, Let's go. Yes. And I think that, you know, um, the word buoyancy kind of comes to my mind. I think, you know, Jupiter, it's being the, the largest gaseous, you know, planet in our solar system is so buoyant. I mean, and then we have Mercury going direct. And so I just kind of, as we're talking about it, I can just kind of feel a little bit more lightness. I mean, yes, we have that base note, as you're saying, in your perfumery of astrology of Pluto. But again, as the more we kind of get into this, I'm like, oh, that feels like buoyant. And then, of course, it's like I say these things and I'm like, yep, but the next day we have, so we'll move this forward. And so the other big thing this month is um, on October 20th is the Aries full moon. Aries loves a full moon. You know what I mean? It's like big and bright and all of that. But on then just a couple days later, we have the Mars Pluto square. Um, so I, I, I'm like, are we back to explosive again? Yeah. I mean that, so the full moon just on its own, right. Would be Aries championing for what I find to be beautiful or pleasurable mm. or just or equitable. You know, it could be also that trying to balance the I, the me, you know, that, that instinct of Aries with like the we and, and the, and the beauty that exists between us, right? The relationship. So there can be that. Um, but also we could see too, like maybe there's conflict between that. That sometimes yeah. can be like the moon, the full moon can show that. And, you know, Oh, no, I was going to say this afterwards. So, right. And then you're in that swell of the Mars-Pluto square that is two days later. And Mars-Pluto squares can be really tough. I mean, they can be really tight because there is this sort of sense of like, 
you know, both are rulers of Scorpio. So Mars is like, this is what I want, you know, and Pluto, you know, in there could just be like, you know, you act and it's like, oh, it brings a lot of stuff up or it like brings up fear. Okay. So then I won't act. So then I'm in stasis, but then I'm in stasis and I might be like churning deep inside of myself. So it's really, you know, there is that sense of, I wish I could come up with another word right now for explosive, but like, you know, willful, like really like digging our heels in. But of course we can look at, okay, well, how do you use that energy so that it can bring some boon? And I think it's really about being conscious of what motivates you. Like, why do you want to move where you want to move? Like, you know, and, and what part of your desire nature are you not open to? How can you bring that to light? Um, but, and also just to see like if, and I think this about this time, I think this about the six, like if things feel really amped up, like things could feel amped up in the environment, mm-hmm. you just know like, okay, all these people's reactions, this might not really be about me. They're just going through all of this, right? So you are like Mars Pluto square right now. There's an Aries full moon. Things are amped up. You know what? I think I'm just going to excuse myself and go home right now. Like give yourself that permission that if things just feel like a little tempest in a a teapot, like you're like, you know what? Got to go. That is a really, really good and helpful reminder. And, you know, I I love that you're bringing up the word motivation. Like what is the deeper motivation? Because I think that's so Pluto Mars energy. And it's interesting because lately I've been doing a little work on my own natal chart. and I've been exploring Pluto in general in my chart. And one of the things that came up that I think really applies there here is that it's not always about getting your own way. And I forget that sometimes because I have a very strong will and I can be intense and I can be powerful. I'm like, well, well, wait a minute, wait. It's not always about getting your own way. And I think that is like a really good reminder around Mars Pluto and the potential for power struggles and over, you know, like overriding people and what they want. And so Okay, good reminder, step back, you know, take take the take a, a Uber home kind of time. <laughs> but I, I take an Uber home, but I like that reminder like it's not about always getting your own way. The other thing is let's just talk about this in terms of the journey of the month. Cuz here we have this month where it's been so explosive and it's forward moving and much so much going on. By the time we hit this full moon, I think there's this opportunity to come to maybe more of an understanding. And we've been in this, we've been in these energies and, you know, full moons can bring a lot of illumination and it can, it heightens the energy. And so what we could really realize and look at is what have we been building here? What is the journey that we've been on? Because this is going to be a moment that might be a little bit pivotal in regards to that consciousness. So, you know, there could be an opportunity that this could be kind of transformative if you're, you know, open and really allowing that illumination and that understanding of the journey of the month to kind of take hold. I love that so much. I mean, we could always say like, a new moon, you know, the seeds are planted and then the full moon, we see what has grown or, you know, what has been illuminated from that. But these two feel so much like really even bonded more than that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because of yeah. that Mars with the new yeah. moon, which is a ruler of Aries, because of 
also Pluto station. And then in the full moon right near it is the Mars Pluto square. So they really feel like so connected. So again, looking at that journey. And I think too, like you've had this journey of awareness. Now, what do you, since there's all this forward movement, how do you want to move with it? The other thing I wanted to say too, is that two things. One is, um, by the way, it's so funny because usually I'm always like, but let's look at the unicorn and rainbow side of things. And I'm all like, "Mm," like I'm really sort of caught in that Pluto energy right now. Um, You know, the thing, but I think it's really good to point that out because the thing's out because then we're like, oh, wait, yeah, okay, wait, this is not me. This is just what's coming up for everybody, right? Pluto is also about survival, right? Mm -hmm. And so again, especially during that Mars-Pluto square, it might feel like everything, like, should I have a latte or a matcha? You know what I mean? Like might feel like (laughs) I don't want to make the wrong decision, you know, or like, will something bad happen? Life or death. (laughs) Right, right. Life or death. I mean, really like Pluto's like that, right? It has that energy. So, you know, if you're, if you're feeling in the swell of that, just to like, like sort of step back and realize, okay, wait, like what's bringing, you know, coming up for me, you know, maybe I'm just tapping into that general gestalt where things feel really heavy in the, in the world right now, or am I tapping back to something back in my ancestry or my family? Like, is it really something present right now? Like, will the world really blow up if I have the matcha? Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think that it's really, you know, just like when that comes up for you, like, watch that and see, like, can you unpeel that a little bit? And I think that that would can be exceptionally valuable treasure in the moment and moving forward. Mm, mm. And if we're ready to segue, I have another way we can use Pluto to segue to what we're going to do, right? Because okay. Pluto also reminds us sometimes like, We've just got to like release control. Like we don't have control. We don't know. And then we just have to sort of have trust in this greater picture. So on that note, so we, you know, we were discussing the month and we're like, what tarot card should we choose? What would be a good tarot archetype? And there was so much going on. We we just felt overwhelmed that we couldn't even decide. So we decided to pick a card on air to surrender to the universe. And I thought as we're doing this, Stephanie, I've got my cards and I'm shuffling them and they're right in front of me. As we're doing this, I'd like to set the intention with this, that whatever card that we're going to pick here, that it's going to give us some guidance for the month on how to move and work through these energies. Okay. So I'm shuffling, I'm shuffling. I don't know if you could hear that in the background and I'm taking a deep breath and I'm thinking October guidance and I'm picking a card and okie dokie. So uh, we picked the eight of swords. And this is so interesting because swords represent the realm of air. And of course, Libra energy is air. And the eight of swords is, is very much about over thinking. In a lot of decks, you'll see a woman and she's in this maze of swords and she doesn't know whether she's going left or right. And how do I get out of this maze? And a lot of times when we're overwhelmed and we can't think clearly, we overthink and we think and think and more thinking that we can think our way out of it. And so with this card, it's like, again, just like you're saying, saying, Stephanie, this is so synchronistic is step back. You know, if you don't have clarity, if you're not getting an answer, 
Don't overwork it. Don't try to fix it. Don't strong arm it. Don't try to control it. To step back and let the dust settle, knowing that the more that you do that, that eventually clarity will come. Now that does require the surrender and the trust. A lot of times with this card, energetically to me, it feels like mental quicksand. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're in quicksand, oh, you know how it is when you're in quicksand, you know how that is last time you were in the jungle or the desert or whatever. Anyway, you're in the quicksand and you're like trying to get out of it. And the harder you try, the faster you sink. And so this is like, the more you think, the worse it's going to get. You're not going to figure this out. So, and Libra loves to like figure things out, right? So, okay. So that is so, oh, I love it. The Eight of Swords, um, such a beautiful card. And just another reminder, guidance for the month. Don't overthink it. Don't overwork it. Learn how to step back, surrender, and ask for that greater clarity. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah, of I was hoping for the star, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the eight of swords, it, right? Which it could be a little challenging, but surrender. So surrender, but or like you say, like don't overthink. And it could also be a lot with all that Mercury and all that Mars. Like it could exactly. be heightened. So exactly, that's you know, like you know, just too much. Yeah. By the one thing I wanted to say before we stop, we stop, we say goodbye. Guy realizes that we should also just give a nod to like what happens after the full moon is that on the 21st, the sun does go into Scorpio. So like, and then on the 30th, Mars goes into Scorpio. So some planets are starting to leave Libra. Um, And then we have that sort of shift into that, into that realm of the emotion, the passionate, the like the diving, the mystery solving. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we start with Libra, we end with that, with the Scorpio. So um, that will be always interesting and always fun. Well, my goodness. So that's the uh, wrap up for October. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And thank you to all of our listeners out there. And you know, we'd love to hear from you. So please reach out to us at sodivine.us. And you can, you know, you can connect with Stephanie and find out more about her at stephaniegaling.com. You can find out more about me at meganskinner.com. So have a great October, everybody. Thank you, Megan. And thanks to our producers, Nick Patry and Sebastiano Tecchio. And we wish you well on your journey this month. And really, as Megan said, we'd love to hear from you. So take good care. Bye. Bye.